Welcome to Me and the Geek. I'm me. That's Joel Sharpton. You can follow me on Twitter at The Rogues Life, or you can check out my brand new spiffy website, joelsharpton.com. Generally, you tune into this show for a different weekly conversation with a new geek as we peek into their life, their passion, their industry, or their hobby, or their art form. And we've had some great conversations here. This week, though, is another special episode. I did something really personal a couple of weeks ago with my Nano's Recorder episode where I um, packaged some of those recordings from 30 years ago with a few stories that myself and uh, my family told about uh, my grandmother. And this week, we've got sort of a rerun in some ways, but it's probably going to be new to most of you. My wife is celebrating a birthday this week. These fingers crossed paprika burgers. Big day today. Jamie gets his exam results. I hope he's done okay. He's worked so hard. So I'm making my paprika burgers for when he gets home. They were lucky last time. I add red onion and paprika to the mince. Then I top with jalapenos. Well? Make your own burgers with our Tesco finest Aberdeen Angus beef. Food Love Stories, brought to you by Tesco. Weekend, uh, June 30th to be specific. And of course, a lady doesn't tell her age, uh, and I wouldn't tell for her, but uh, she is just the right age. That's what she is. She's younger than me, let's put it like that. And we're celebrating several years together now. We've been together since uh, 2012, I guess. Uh, May of 2012 is when we first started hanging out. And what do you say about your best friend? What do you say about the person that you've chosen to spend the rest of your life with? What I do is I drag them into a studio and I make them tell other people about how we got together and what it's like living with me and what it's like uh, being my wife. So that's what we did. Uh, this was recorded just before we got married, about 18 days before we got married. And it was the first time that we had told anyone we were going to get married on the day that we did. We got married April 20th, uh, 2013. And it was one of the happiest days of my life. I say one of because I've got four kids, and those are all pretty happy days, too. I don't know which one was the happiest, but this one was way up there. Let's just put it like that. She is my honey bun. She is my wife. She is my partner. She is my best friend. She is Kelly Johansson Sharpton. And this is the story of how we came to be together. It's a little longer than a normal episode. I hope you'll stick with it. Uh, maybe eat it up in pieces instead of all in one chunk. But I think you will enjoy it. Uh, I'd love to hear your feedback. Me and the geek at teamprocreate.com. You can email me there or you can find me on Twitter. For right now, let's just get into it as Kelly and I tell you our story. Are you ready? Jim I was please. born ready. It's going to be so happy. <laughs> He's going to be so happy. I'm one guy. And I'm Honey Bun. And this is how I became her handsome. And this is how I became his beautiful. Let's do this. Did you make notes? I did not. Because I, I didn't know we were doing it until like today. <gasps> you know what we could do? I thought first of all we'd just tell our story. We'd okay. just tell our story and see how long that took. Okay. But I th if that didn't take very long. Let's say that's only 20 minutes or something. Then we can play some games if you want to. Okay. Uh, I figured we'd try to get at least an hour, well, I'm saying an hour no. and a half of audio. Yes. What, I, what I'm saying is I had that list on my phone, 
Yeah, that was one of the games that I wanted. I wanted you to go through the and figure out who said what. Yeah, but I was saying we could use that as a reference for notes if we need to. Oh no, that's a, that's a very good idea. That's a very good. I have idea. dates on there and stuff. Well, I'm sh- then I'm sure that will come up. Okay. Let's um let's let's start at the beginning though. I guess that's the place where you start with these sorts of things. Yeah. How how do you guys know each other? Is a question that generally gets asked right. uh, around here anyway. How'd you meet? How'd you meet? Is a question I think. In the rest of the world for relationships. Around here, Mm -hmm. the question generally is, how do you know each other? Because it's it's not Everybody knows everybody. Everybody knows everybody. Small town life. Yeah, it's very much small town life. But southern life in general, like you you tend to gravitate in relationships towards people that like come from people that your people know or something, Mm -hmm. you know? How do you know each other is a difficult question for me because we we know each other in lots of different ways. We do. How did we meet, though, is an easier way to start. How did we meet? We met because you liked my Facebook page. No. (laughs) We met because I heard you on the radio. That was was how it started first? And then I Facebook stalked you because, you know. So so you listened to – you liked the – so you like the radio station and you listen yes. to the radio station. The new radio station we had in town. Am I the reason why you went and liked the Facebook page or w- did you like no. the station enough in general? No. No, I heard you say, I'm Joel, you know, with the name of the radio station, whatever. And I was like, Joel, that's, that's got to be, that's got to be this, this guy. And so then, you know, we have Facebook. So I hopped on Facebook and typed in your name. In the search, and I was like, hmm. And I was like, I wonder. And we had like 21 friends in common. So I was like, that's totally who that guy is. So then I sent you a message, which I still have on my Facebook page. Oh, that's sweet. I The way the way that we know each other, the reason why the name was familiar to you right. is because I knew your husband. I knew your your first husband. Yes. First uh, we- husband. I've You know what? I have been, for real, I've been trying to figure out what what the hell to call him here's the here's the it's problem. impossible to yes, call him anything until you get a second husband <laughs> yes because if you call him your husband like, people don't think he's they yeah. think he's living well yes. we should tell people that yes well, that's what we're going to get to yes. you're, anyway you so i here's i grew up with your with your first husband late husband your late husband there you go that's what he is he's your late husband not late deceased. for this podcast he is deceased yes uh i grew up with him we knew each other in junior high and high school and stuff. We had a ton of friends in common. Both came from the same small town. And I knew years later that he had gotten married. And I think I probably even saw pictures on Facebook. He and I were Facebook friends, so I'm sure I would have. I knew when he passed away through our friends when he passed away. I knew mm-hmm. that then it happened. And I don't. I didn't reach out to you directly because oh, yeah. we had never met. No, I didn't know. But I, I told friends. I was like, "Hey, if there's anything I can do for for her, let me know." So we didn't know each other, but we knew of each other. Right. Fast forward a few years, two years, I guess, at this point, when you or a year and a half a year or and so, a half, yeah. when when right, about, right out of year, you started half. stalking me on the Facebook. I did. Yeah, it had been um, right out of year because the station opened, like station launched on, in like January, right? Yeah. And so immediately. That December, actually. So, yes. The, I mean, yes, it was January because his birthday was in January. And I contacted you about playing a song. That's right. And uh, 
That's right. That I had forgotten about that. First had any kind interaction. of interaction. Yeah. And we, well, we became Facebook friends and, and, you know, we liked each other's statuses and, and photos and comments and stuff. Too and much we for did, assets liking. Yes. And, <laughs> and we did, we did have a, a lot of friends in common. And so, uh, it seemed natural that, that we would be friends as well. I was single at the time mm-hmm. because, uh, as anybody who listens to the show knows, um, I'm divorced. I've got I've got two young sons and uh, an ex-wife uh, who I share custody of the boys with, mm-hmm. and um, and I had just moved back to the town we went to college in. You and I went to college together. We just didn't know each other during that no. time. Tons of friends in common. Right. Just never bumped into each other. One of those weird things. So we're Facebook friends for a while. But we didn't get together, and the reason why we didn't get together is because somebody had a boyfriend, and it was not me. <laughs> it was me. Yeah. No, it. Mm, there. No, no. There was. There was not a reason that. I mean, I did have a boyfriend. That's that's a fact. That's truth. But we never even interacted to a a place where. I mean, I did not have a boyfriend, so maybe that was like you. You were all like. Oh, she has a boyfriend. But, like, we never even interacted enough to want to get together, or at least in my opinion, until um, – can I mention that artist's name on here? Yeah. Okay, until Bradley Bridges' night. Till Cinco de Mayo. Uh, Bradley because- Bridges, who's a friend of the podcast and has been featured here before, uh, he was playing in town, and you and I went out together that night. But, no, I, what I'm saying is you were an attractive – girl who obviously had an interest in me that was clear from the first time you messaged me you liked way too many of my facebook statuses way too quickly it was obvious you were into me i'm really the mhr i'm just saying <laughs> uh you are a redhead and and it is true you are you are hot as established by me in episode one by the way yes in do. episode one yes i um outrank a couple of mcdonald's chicks uh absolutely mm-hmm. absolutely Love you more than those bitches before. <laughs> that's uh, that's our that's our cute tagline. I, uh, Honeybun has a <clears throat> a teensy bit of a jealousy streak, and, uh, and that is that is my blanket statement uh, to show her why it's it's unnecessary um, because I love you more than those bitches before which is definitely true but true. so the point anyway, was yes you if you had been single i would have been all about it you were a, a an mm-hmm. attractive don't laugh mm-hmm. you were an attractive woman you were obviously into me i would have been down except for you had a dude and i'm not that guy right. i've never been a cheater i am not a cheater right until you made me a cheater no no it doesn't make you a cheater you were just getting yours i was being the cheater so but let's don't short circuit. What okay. here, Here's a sequence of events. Bradley's going to be playing in town. Yes. You had posted on Facebook something about it. Hey, I'm going to this thing. I'd be like, hey, going? I'm going to be there too. Right. We could finally meet. Excellent. Hey, look at that. There was just instantaneous chemistry it, when I walked in the bar, right? Like, and you felt yeah, it Yeah, I saw We've it. Yeah, about you it. were talking to another local artist. and uh, Oh, yeah. Yeah. And so I... Um, I, I mean, I knew who he was. I know him. You came up and introduced yourself. And you turned around. Like, when I started walking, you turned around, and you were like, oh, and you pointed at me. And you, like, immediately was like, oh, my God, give me a hug. And then we forgot everybody else we were there with and sat. 
Uh, I was there with no one. Well, First off, true. I'd like to I say I came I came to see you and and the artist, but you were there with a whole group of people, and you did not speak with them pretty much the rest of the night. Right. Um, so we, we could go on and on about uh, the gushiness of the silly little conversations that we had that first night. But, but, but the, the, uh, the crux of the thing was this. <laughs> I wanted to ask you home that night. And what kind of girl did I think you were that you would have even gone anyway? But I didn't and I wasn't going to because you did, you did have a guy and you were dating a guy. And by the way, we, could, we can't say he was a schmuck. He was not a good boyfriend. Yes. He's not a good boyfriend. And he wasn't even, as it turns out, that into you. And so in the end, right. both you guys are better off. But mm-hmm. I was just like, no, nah, I'm not going to do that. I, I wasn't going to let you go away, though, without me making it clear that I had interest. So my bullshit move was, here's here's my number. I'm no. going to give you my number. No, that's yeah, not yeah, how I yeah, went? Yeah, well, it's kind of like that. But you were like, um, listen, so, honey bun, I know that this is weird or maybe it's not so weird i mean because you got a boyfriend and all but uh would it be weird if i got your number that way we could have dinner or something sometime and i was like no that's not weird at all you said uh you know what I'm trying to be all slick you were like how about i give you my number and then you can do whatever you want with it <laughs> like i didn't know what the hell you were doing and i was like that works too and then what happened uh, you texted me. I didn't even get out. I barely got mm-hmm. out of the bar. You texted me before I was out and of I before said, I was out of the parking lot. Anyway, yeah. And I said, "Now you got my number." Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> and I did. And and from there, it was a very it was a very swift race to the end of your current relationship. It like, was. I mean, from that moment, it was clear we were both really into each other. And like I said, I was single, and I had been like I had been seeing people right. and and hanging out or like whatever. You do. But I, there was definitely something there with you, and and we've had the chemistry from from moment one. So I invite you over for the first time, and it took uh, a couple of weeks before finally I was like, you should really dump your boyfriend, or we should yeah. not do this. Like we, we hung out that. a handful of times. You spent your birthday with me, for mm-hmm. instance, even I though did. you were still dating him. Yeah, I spent yeah. I spent the first part of my day with my best friend and the second part of the day with my f- other best friend, turns out. Your future boyfriend and eventual husband. Yes. Uh, in yes, the yes. end, I think uh, our uh, our our happy ending justifies uh, the the early ugliness in the beginning of our relationship. That's it wasn't what I like really to ugly. It was amazing. Mm. I just, you know... I won't hurt people's feelings, so, you know. Me neither, man. I'm a lover, not a fighter. Uh, But the good news is you did break up with him, like, right after your birthday. and Two days. We didn't didn't date. We did not. It was not allowed. That was because I I didn't, I couldn't, I was really at a place in my life where I didn't, I never imagined that I was going to let anybody else in. Mm -hmm. I had... I had loved somebody very deeply and and begun to build a life and done all these things that you're told to do, and it had fallen apart around me through not no fault of my own, but it felt like beyond my control. And I was like, never going to let that shit happen again. No, 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 not for me. Been there. Yeah, yeah, I know, right? Like, and and, and, and yes, exactly the same. Yeah. Not the not the same, same thing, thing, obviously, but. Yeah. But Picking likewise, things out of your control right. spiraled and conspired to to tear apart your storybook ending. Right. And, and so here we are. Here we both were in kind of our the second act of our lives, so to speak, even though we're both really young. 
I, I was just determined that I was going to live alone. Like I was mm-hmm. going to be the guy, you know, I could have girlfriends if that was a thing from time to time, but they were not going to be heavy parts of my life, mostly because I, I wanted to focus on taking care of my kids and being a good dad when I had them. And when I didn't have them, I, I didn't know a way to weave together the two parts of my life. I didn't know how to have fun and be an independent uh, adult again you know, trying to reinvent myself or whatever after the end of the marriage and be a dad. I could do either one of those things and I could switch right. the flip on and off or flip the switch on and off. But I, I couldn't do that if I was going to have a partner. What were we talking about? Um, the disillusion of your marriage. <laughs> when you say it like that, it seems so casual. <laughs> um, I know the, uh, yeah, no, the, the, the you, you know, date. my marriage had fallen apart and, and I was like, Okay, well, that's okay. So I'm not good at that, and that's fine. I can be good at a lot of other things. I'm just not going to be good at that. Right. And I'll be a really good dad, and I can be a good friend, and I can be a good lover, and I can be a good buddy. I'm not going to be a good husband right. or a boyfriend or whatever. And so, so yeah, I was just like, hey, you can be. And I was really upfront with you about it, right? Like I, I never lied to you about it or like led no, you and on I was or like, anything. Okay, I was like, this is the space I have in my life. Does yeah, that fit you? That were you real? Is that the case? Were you like from moment one? You're like, yeah, but not really. I don't know that it was from moment one, but it was rather quickly. I can tell you, it's definitely before August. Oof. <laughs> um, in the story of all great loves, there there comes a tough time of tribulation where a, uh, where the male counterpart is an idiot. Uh, <laughs> in the words of the great Ross Geller. We were on a break. <laughs> Whatever. Here's here's what happened. When uh-huh. You and I started hanging out. Okay. Seriously, you had broken up with your boyfriend. Uh-huh. And after that, we were together about a month? Um, month and a half? It was a month. It was the, Almost a full that month. That was the end of July, beginning of August. There you go. Okay, so the beginning of August, and it really wasn't the beginning of August. It was really the middle of July. I started getting antsy. You no, he started getting asked out by a computer girl that's that didn't happen that didn't happen i i got asked out i got asked out the day before we actually went out for the first time but it's not like there had been a long series of uh like flirtation and then all of a sudden i finally i succumbed or whatever it didn't have anything to do with anybody else it was about you and me and and where i felt I wasn't comfortable with how much I liked you and how much I liked having you around. And so, I grovered you. Near? Far. And I, I did. I did. did. I We were hanging out a lot, and then we hung out a little less for about a week and a half or two weeks. And then I was like, I really think maybe we should stop hanging out like this. That what is was, not what you said. What did I say? That's why I had to, like, literally leave the Get out of north, town. northern of the state and go to the southern of the state for a week because you said that you'd met someone and that it was going to escalate to the next level you were pretty sure if it hadn't already and you just lied to me then and then you said you did didn't you did i lie no i didn't lie and um and you said i told you before anything happened and i don't want to be uh i don't want to wake up one morning and be sleeping with you and be sleeping with her. That's basically what you said. Yeah. So, and I was like, 
Okay, he said, because you said, because then I'll feel bad. So, we can't hook up anymore. You're an asshole. I tried to chase you away like Lassie. I tried to chase you away like Lassie. More like old Yeller. <laughs> Shoot me. No, it was it was not that it was not that bad. It was pretty mean. Well, I'm thorough. What can I say? Um it didn't take though. It didn't take. What a week, a week and a half? Two I was, weeks? I was in South Louisiana when I got the text message. What text message? Text message that you asked me to come back. You're like, hey, so How long did you stay down? You weren't down there the whole time. I was down there for five or six days that's how long that's how long from the time from the time that i told no, you no no oh. it was after that we i don't even think we saw each other after that i was so i just didn't i was sad no i know we didn't see each other after that and then uh, that happened like a big one week and then the next week i went down to down south all right so maybe a total of like 12 or 15 days then i guess yeah, it was two or three weeks I'm saying it wasn't three weeks. I know for okay, a fact it, was it wasn't two three weeks. weeks. Yeah, it, it might have been two weeks okay, at the outside. Yeah, it's two weeks. You <clears> sent me a text message, and I was standing on my friend's carport, back back porch, whatever, and it said, "Hey, so how you doing?" And I was like, "I'm good." <laughs> and uh, you said, "So are you?" I was like, "I'm in this city." He said, "Yeah, well, when are you coming back?" And I was like, "Shouldn't you be talking to?" This other person who I didn't know her name, and at the time, and uh, you were like, "Yeah, that, that's not going to work out." And I remember looking at my phone, being like, "Serves you right." Like I was so pissed. You said, "So can I see you when you get back?" I said, "Ah, yeah, we'll see." And I was back for like two or three days before I came and saw you. And you knew I was back. Because you own the Facebook. I don't have any justification. It was a dumb It was a dumb move. Well, we which weren't is why really technically dating. But no, we weren't. We weren't, we weren't technically dating. We weren't hypothetically dating. Hypothetically dating. We weren't hyperbole dating. We were, we were together. And then I said, hey, we're not going to be together. Mm. It was a poor choice. It was a poor choice. But, Which is why I rectified it. Yes, you did. And I was nice enough to let you come back. <laughs> <laughs> um, and the reason and why. Why? Why did you – I guess that's the biggest question that I have, truthfully, is why with all of the – and it's not like it was just that incident. Like in general, I had an air of, hey, this is never ever going to be the thing that you want it to be. And I liked you a lot, and that's true. I was all—I always liked you a lot. I cared about you very, very deeply, even pretty early on. But I was very open with this is never ever going to have a happy ever ending. After you know why? You repeatedly told me that. So why I did I choose to? Yeah. Um. Well, I really liked you. I mean, I didn't, and it wasn't necessarily like like in that in that first instant. But I really, I really did like you. I like. I mean, people say this all the time. I liked you as a person. But I you enjoyed sure. being around. But I did. I enjoyed enjoyed being around you. You're funny, and we seemed to get each other's jokes. And some of the stuff you talked about was a little over my head, but like I followed, and you exp- you were actually patient and explained things I didn't understand. And so I was like, hmm. He and we had some similar friends. I was like, well, 
I don't, I mean, I don't know if I can continue being a, his friend or if, if this is all it's going to be. I don't, I don't really know. Or if we just stop this hooking up thing or we're just friends and I have to see him with other people. That's probably going to be weird. I don't know. I don't know how I'm going to handle this. This is new. This is new, completely new territory for me. But I'd know. I, I really did like you as a person. I thought you were funny. You made me laugh. And that was something I really needed at that point. When do you not need that? But Yeah, <laughs> indeed. Here's here's what I thought about you. I I have never met someone who was the following things all together at once. Uh, beautiful, genuine, and genuinely enthused and entertained. <laughs> like you, you have a very positive, you are a smiley, happy, laughy person. Yeah. You want to be entertained and happy and enjoying yourself most. That is your default mode. Right. And that's infectious. And for a guy who likes to make people laugh and, and who who uses that as a big portion of his own like self-worth or whatever, mm-hmm. it's important to have that around. To be surrounded by that. I, right. I, I had never had that combined with a really like genuine and earnest nature in a beautiful woman. Like I'd, I've, yeah. I've, I've got buddies who are genuinely earnest and who are also really happy people and smiley and laughy and who get my jokes and who, who want to be entertained and laugh along with me and be my audience or whatever. Yeah. Um, never had that in a woman before and it was intoxicating. So that's the first thing that, that pulled me to you is that you got my sense of humor and you made me laugh and whatever. The, the reason why, <laughs> you know what, you know, what's another thing. And this sounds very, I don't know if cliche is the right word or, but I never had to feel, I mean, I never felt like I was proving anything or like having to, to be something that I wasn't or like make you think that I knew about this or did that or just, I don't know. You didn't have to pretend? Yeah. Or like try, I mean, really, I don't know. It just seems very natural to hang out with you. Like I felt like I was very much myself more than with, with other people, not just relationships, but people in general. And that was very, I guess, I guess it refreshing. That's the case for me too. I'm more myself with you and more honest with you than I have been with anybody else as far as a, a romantic relationship goes. But I think that has more, I, I, not that I'm taking credit away from you, but I don't, I mean, we can stay together and I can be honest with you because well, yeah. you are the person that you are. But the, uh, the reason why I'm more honest with you, I think has more to do with me and where I am in my life. And I, I bet that's probably the case for you, I'm too. I'm sure. You at a different time wouldn't have been that open and honest, even with me. Right. The reason, though, why I realized Computer Chick, and it wasn't about Computer Chick, and I've tried to make that case with you. It was never, ever about Computer Chick or any other chick. It was about not tying myself to you and not getting dependent upon another person, right. not falling for someone who I saw no future with, not mm-hmm. because of you. Because of you. Yes. Yeah. I didn't see a future with anybody. Mm-hmm. Computer Chick was nearby, interested, and not someone that I could ever see myself getting that kind of attachment to. And that's why like she happened to be the one that filled that week and a half. It was she was she was just convenient, and she could have been any one of a of a bunch of different people. Right. She and if it hadn't been her, there and I'm not saying there were a bunch of people lined up, but I'm saying that was it was just anybody. The reason why there's a second half of the story, the reason why I I, I 
ever came back was what being away from you made clear was there was the connection that you and I had that did show promise of somebody that I could be around for a long yeah. period of time and build a relationship with. And then there was the way that I interacted with the rest of humanity pretty much, which isn't that well. <laughs> I like every I like people. I love people. I love people a whole lot. Right. I tend to hate persons individually once mm-hmm. we interact with one another. Like the 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 individual human beings that I interface with well for long periods of time very very small in number it is very small i'm a weird guy it's why i work in a box and i work in a dark box with a microphone and i can i can share my voice with the other people and i don't have to see any of them or interact with any of them right i'm I'm just you and your electronics yeah just me and my machines thank you very much my my ones and zeros (laughs) um but i liked you i mean and i i i love you now obviously but i liked you i liked you from moment one and that was not the case for anybody else. Even people who I was romantically or uh, sexually attracted to, physically attracted to, even people who are interesting to me and nice to me. Right. I get real fed up with them real quick. And all of a sudden, all of their personality traits that rub me the wrong way, like that's all I can focus on. And then I don't like them anymore all of a sudden. It was the realization that this was going to be like, is this what I wanted my life to be? A series of like month-long relationships yeah. where I faded into and then faded out of hanging out with a person because I got to the place where I couldn't stand to be around them anymore. No, that was not what I wanted to do. Mm-mm. And and more than that, just because I was sure that I was going to break your heart somewhere down the line, mm-hmm. did I want to deny myself of being around you and having so much fun and enjoying your presence. And, and I'll break her heart later, but for now I'll enjoy her. <laughs> And other guy is the one that finally told me. He was like, it's not your call to make. Right. I do remember him Like, if she wants to get her hands dirty and mess her life up again, when you end up being the lazy shithead that you tell her you are. Yeah. That's on her. That's on her. She's a grown-ass woman. Mm Mm-hmm. And and you need to stop worrying about uh, keeping her heart from breaking. Because that's not your job. Exactly. Now, don't break it on purpose, obviously, yes. But, like... If if it turns out that you can't be the knight in shining, shining armor that she decides suddenly that she needs instead of what she's happy with right now, that's not on you either, you know. Like yeah. so, anyway, he's the one that finally that finally convinced me that it was okay. And ask him; he'll take credit for this relationship. Yes, 100%. he does. Uh, You're welcome. Other guy knew you as well before. Yes, he knew your husband. He did. My husband worked in a uh, video store. And other guy, Mrs. Other Guy, frequented that movie store. And I was in there a lot, obviously. He worked there. So I saw them a lot. And I knew Mrs. Other Guy through her brother who knew Right, and you guys got a ton of friends in common. You know, kind of thing like that. And it's a small town. So I was familiar with them, yes. I wasn't on a, like, hey, hanging out at your house with you all the time person. I'd never been to their house except with you. But I knew of those. I knew of those people. Um, so, so that was August and that was our last blip. I say our last blip. It wasn't our last fight by any stretch of the imagination, but that, we, then we started hanging out. Oh, that, really, that wasn't even a fight. That was just like, um, okay. Welcome back. <laughs> Welcome back. Yeah. Um, but once that was over and once we started hanging out again, it, 
it really kind of gathered steam pretty quickly. That was it in did. August, and finally in January, you I introduced your you to my son. Yeah. Did I? Were we boyfriend and girlfriend first, and then I introduced no. you to the kids, or the other way around? See, see what happened was. What happened was. Um. Were we? Did I ask you to go study? <laughs> no, actually. Um. I like the fact that you have to remind me of how everything went, by the way. Uh, <laughs> What's beautiful about this is in 40 years, you might have slowly and carefully completely changed our origin story to your own will. Like, you, you'll be like, and then you You've promised been me. this entire time. <laughs> <laughs> and then you promised me you would always do the laundry. <laughs> your ex-wife, uh, we had a mutual friend whose children were having a birthday party. And she actually brought your two little boys to that birthday party in January. And you and I were already hanging out. And so I was very weirded out. I was kind of like, no, you know what? Scratch that. I'm completely wrong. That was that was the you February. You came to son number one's birthday. Came to son number one's birthday. Yeah, because that birthday party that I was talking about before was the year before. It was before you and I even met I just we just become friends on Facebook. Yes, and that that birthday party was the next month. Yes, you invited me to Sun Number One's birthday party because I have a nephew, and who is one month younger than Sun Number One, and I'm just gonna call him Monkey because that's do I have to call him Sun Number One? No, you can call him Monkey. Okay, that's what I call him. Yeah, that's fine. So, okay, um, but yeah, you said. Hey, bring nephew to Monkey's birthday party. Uh, it'll be fun. And I was kind of surprised by it because I was not allowed to meet the children. And so I was like, okay. Well, then I kept thinking. I I was already in very much like with you. and You were, was, you were deep in like with yes, me. Yes, and your mom had already coerced herself in there to meet me that before Christmas. Oh, I forgot about yeah. that. Yeah, and so... I knew she was going to be there. I knew I was going to see her. It was the only second time I was going to see her since that time. And so I was like, oh, I'm popping up twice. That's got to be a good sign. And it's got to be something. And, um, yeah, so I brought, yeah, I went to Sunday morning's birthday party with the nephew. And we brought him a gift. And then a couple weeks later, your sister had an engagement party. And you said, hey, listen, I'd really like you to go with me to this. I think we had just started dating. Like, just, like you just asked me. And you said, uh, and... The boys are going to be there, so there's that. I was like, okay, and it that went off without a hit, without a hitch. We really did it. It went really well. It did. It w- went really well. I yeah. Unbeknownst to you, the the son number one's birthday was your tryout. I figured that that yeah. was a, a fairly low pressure situation because it's mostly about the kids. There are going to be a lot of adults and a lot of people mm-hmm. that you knew there, so you weren't going to be like cornered with one of my parents. You're going to have an opportunity to meet the parents though they were going right. to i mean and they knew who you were already but they were going to have a chance to to talk to you and bother you a little bit i also knew that you would meet the ex-wife at some point there i mean right. and i knew you guys knew each other but that would be an official like hey here's this person and she knew that we had been hanging out and, right. and spending yeah, time together did. or whatever so like that was kind of everybody's introductory situation my deal with the kids was always this and i get it i totally respect it i i thought it was great well and it's because I I felt this way because I'd made the mistake of introducing them to somebody that was not around, and that wasn't a good influence or whatever. And it was and it was weird. And in retrospect, I'm like, ah, oh, it sucks. It didn't last very long, and the kids were very young, and so it doesn't matter. And I don't think they even remember. 
but I knew that that was not a mistake I was going to make again. Yeah. You know? And so I had been really vigilant about, they just, they did, the kids didn't meet anybody except people I knew were going to be in their life right. long term. people that were going to be around. And that was my admission to you, really. Like, the invitation to, to Monkey's Party was like, hey, I mean, barring the kids hating the way that you smelled or something, <laughs> you know? Like, I mean, unless they were allergic to you. Just delightful. Yeah. I yeah. mean, I, you know, it is. Uh, unless unless they were allergic to you, like, this is going to be a thing that I want to last. So, all right, hey, come meet my people. You yeah, know? and I did. And as it turned out, they like you maybe better than they like me. So uh, very quickly, once the kids were involved, like, I realized, okay, it's silly not to amp this thing up a little bit. And as soon as as soon as it had gone well, like, you met people and it wasn't awkward and you met the kids and it wasn't awkward, that's when I was like – I should really call her my girlfriend. That's what she is. And it's almost like it's just me trying to be right by not letting that be the case. Mm -hmm. And really, the short version of the rest of our relationship is that. It's me realizing just being correct on my approximations about my future is not enough reason to, to not do something. Do you um, – no, I agree with you. Do you remember – I mean, when you asked me to be your girlfriend, do you remember where we were? I think I think you probably do because uh, we've talked about it a couple yeah, times. Yeah, I was in – we were in the ca- – we were in my car. We were in – I drove a Toyota Camry. Right. Which was my ex-wife's <laughs> that her father bought her before we were even married, uh, and it got handed down to me. Um, yes, we were in the we were in the Camry, and we were – On the side parking lot. Yeah, pulling up to my apartment, right? We were leaving. We were going to Walmart. Leaving. <laughs> I ask you on our way to Romantic. Walmart. Romantic. You be poor, I mean, before you even put the car in drive, you said, um, so I've been thinking, and I was like, oh, shit. It's like, here we go again. Did you live Damn. Did you live in constant fear of like... Yep. Okay, I mean, I constant fear, like, but like, mm, he's going to find some chick that's super hot and skinny. <laughs> I then, don't... How many times did I tell you that I like big butts? I don't know. I, I do got a big old booty. You you got a big old booty, but it's perfect for me. Right. I don't, and I mean, honest to God, like from day one, that's another thing that I've been real upfront about, right? Right. And if the you love. will look at my, I'm in love with your booty. I'm in love with your booty. If I, if you look at past girlfriends, both of them have had a large posterior. The uh-huh. ex-wife didn't have big butt, but she no. was odd in many reasons. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, uh, so I so I was all romantical on the way to Walmart. You were. You're like, uh, so I've been thinking. And I said, yeah. And it wasn't even, you didn't even act. I mean, this is what you said. You're like, uh, so you're my girlfriend. Like, you're mine. Like, you were telling me that I was your girlfriend. And I was like, oh. You're like, I don't know. Do people... Do people ask? Do people ask? Like, should I? Do you want to be my girlfriend? And I was like, yes. You're like, this is stupid. This is stupid. I'm just trying to be right, and this is dumb. So, can we date you? Can you be my girlfriend? I said yes, yeah, yes. I was trying not to get all excited, and then you said, okay, well, come here, give me a kiss. I gave you a kiss, and then we went and bought. Honey buns and milk and juice, probably at Walmart. Probably that's mostly what I 
purchased yes. when I lived alone at that frozen pizzas uh, for my uh, sons, which <laughs> is any nuggets. as any good single dad can tell you is the staple of, of a growing boy's <laughs> diet: frozen pizzas. Yes, I I did. I had my head up my ass, but I got it out and I figured out, you know, hey, okay, we can be together. But still, and, even then, and it was it was a weird place for both of us because I was a widow. Am I still a widow? I don't know. It's weird. Yeah, what box have you been checking lately? I, on the when they ask you, I are mean, you married, single? I say, I mean, if it says widowed, if it says the widowed option, I check widowed because technically I am till we get married. But generally check divorced, I guess. Well, yeah, I mean, because I guess if it's a legal, like super legal document, like if it was just a regular thing, I would say single. I think if it's a super legal document, it's probably not just a checkbox. <laughs> it's probably not. But anyway. Uh, As opposed we to the standing. regular legal documents. The super legal the stru- documents. The super legal ones. The it's um. super legal. <laughs> but we were standing in your dining room, kitchen, living room. <laughs> Trifecta in your house. <laughs> we, were, uh, we were standing in your cardboard box. <laughs> in the front of it. Uh Near the door. In the den area. Yes. Near the flap. Close yes. to the oven. And, uh, <laughs> Boy, ovens and cardboard boxes, dangerous. Dangerous, people. Yes. Watch out. And you said, hey, listen, and this is like right, right before right before we started dating. You said, listen, if we really try to do this thing, like if we're going to really try to do this, what's the thing? Like we've been talking about it, if we're going to try to do this, I'm probably going to screw it up. I don't. And you were like, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't. I don't know. And I said, well, I get that, you know. What do we call him? Late husband? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, late husband. And I were together for basically right at seven years, six years, something like that. I don't know what I'm doing either. This is this is new for me too. <laughs> I said, Joel, I've never dated anybody that's been divorced or has kids. I don't know what I'm doing. And you were like, well, I've never dated a widow. And you were like, we were both like, high five. <laughs> figure this shit out together <laughs> it's very true it is a it is a modern american love story uh even even then though okay so now we've 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 gotten to this place where i finally pulled my head out of my rectum and i'm like okay will you be my girlfriend which feels ridiculous for a 30 year old man to ask well yeah so i ask you to be my girlfriend but still i'm very i'm like no we're never getting married just so you're clear that's never ever going to get going to happen and yet you still went along with it because by this point you're not deep in like with me anymore. Had we already established that you love me, or did that come no, that after came, dating? That came after. That came after dating, really? I got the dates in my phone. We'll pull them out, lady. <laughs> I guess that's the next big milestone is our is our our road trip, in which one guy discovers that that Honeybun is in love with him. Uh, did you figure it out on the road trip? Well, you and my aunt had the little discussion that I stepped in on. Oh, and you asked me later. And it later. was that night or the next day yes, when we got back. Yes, it was in the house. Yes. Yeah. And you cornered me about it. And I was like, don't ask questions. You don't want to answer Okay. That's a true fucking statement right there about relationships. Don't ask questions that you know for a fact you don't want the answers to. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to hear that you were in love with me because it's going to make me all... Weird. Yeah. Er... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and yet I was pretty sure that that was the case and then I and I had to like I had to but verify. That hap- but here's the deal. That have that whole conversation happened 
And then you didn't ask me about it for another month. Almost. Because that happened in the end of March when we went on our trip, our road trip. The whole, are you in love with me? Conversation was like April 12th. Yeah, that's because I was trying to let you get over it for a long time. Right. I was like, now, surely she'll you. pull her head out of her ass mm-hmm. and realize that this is a bad this is a bad decision for her to make. What are your friends telling you this whole time? Because obviously you're talking to people about it. You've got good girlfriends. I do. Of course, a couple of them are also my friends. <laughs> True story. He's great. He'll get his head off his I'm ass fine. eventually. Don't worry no, about it. Are. Yeah. One of them. I was like, he likes you. Like, he likes you. He just doesn't know it yet. And I was like, oh, God, thanks for being the girl that tells everybody that. And I was like, well, I kind of like him, too. And then I was like, well, I really like him. But they they all said, well, he, you know you know where he's at. He knows where you're at. Um, does, does he know that you want more, maybe, you know, or that you feel a little bit stronger for him? I was like, ah, I think, I think he knows it, but whatever. And then Mrs. Other Guy was was very positive on the front i mean and it, people could say it's because she and i do genuinely like each other we hang out all the time but i think she really meant it i think she did see something that was like look this i could blow smoke up your ass but he really does like you he enjoys you and he's gonna come around he's he is so don't don't give up on him and I didn't have any intention of giving up on him. I was just worried that you were just going to get tired of me. And, you know, okay, well, that was really fun for a little while. But then I'd really, I'd, I would have really missed be, being your friend, you know. Because at that point, I, I couldn't really, I couldn't just be a friend. What your aunt said in the car that day while you were paying for your gas well, she was reading a book. I think it was a Stephen King book. Anyway, and there was a quote in it. And she said, oh, listen to this quote. And the quote was, where there is love, smallpox scars are as pretty as dimples. Huh. And I was like, I said, oh, that's really pretty. She smiled and she said, smallpox. That's all I'm saying. And you were getting back in the car and I said, what? She said, nothing. And she grinned like she does. And, she just and then we both giggled. And then you got back in the car and said, what are y'all laughing about? Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. Yeah. Which is the international women's symbol for something very important, which you're going to have to drag out of me over the next mm-hmm. long while. Enjoy that. So, so that's the next big milestone is you and I have the conversation. I put it off for a month because I was convinced that you would come to your senses. Mm-hmm. I, how did I react to it in the short term? Like I didn't. Between, I know I didn't break between you. March I, I know and April. I didn't break up with you. I didn't. No, no. I mean, like when we had the when I asked oh, when you, you, had and you the, were like, yes. Uh, we both cried. That's fair. That's accurate. Uh, no, I'm saying that's a <laughs> that's a fair response, though. Oh yeah, we both cried. Yeah. I cried because I was caught. <laughs> you cried because you you genuinely felt bad that you did not feel. Or you thought that you did not feel the same way. Here's where I was. I knew that I did not feel about you the way that I had about mm-hmm. my wife when I first met her. Or when we when we right. fell in love and when we got married. 
And in my ridiculous, immature brain, I guess I thought that meant that I didn't love you then. Mm -hmm. And that's exactly what I was classifying. And as I said, oh, well, I don't love her. Or even, well, I love her like I love human beings. I love her as my friend. I love her as this person in my life. I'm not in love with her. What I realized, though, is I don't feel the way about you like I did about her at that time because I'm not the same guy, first off. You're right. not the same girl, second of all. And and more importantly, and this is what I came to realize, I was thinking, okay, since it's not the same, that other must have been better. Never taking into account the fact that that was a marriage that ended. That was a relationship that mm-hmm. was not built to last, that didn't go well. We didn't work that well together. So perhaps the fact that it wasn't the same was a good sign. And that's what I now realize in retrospect. I, I didn't realize it Not at that the time. your love for her wasn't real because it was. No, it was it absolutely. It was just a different. But it was, it was a different. It was a much right. more immature love. It was a, it was a much more immature love. And, and the word that I have used a bunch is sober. Mm-hmm. My love for you is sober. And it felt funny to me, truthfully. It was new, <laughs> and I didn't I didn't know what it was at first, and it took me a long time to come to grips with it. It also took me a long time to believe that I that I could expose myself in that way again and possibly be all right on the other side. Yeah, that was like I I was worried about losing self, who who I'd finally come to be happy with. Like I I really do feel like. I finally found myself at 30 years old, like, and I, f- I finally got my life on track or whatever. You were, you were fine. You, I mean, you were really figuring out stuff. You, you were kind of figuring out who you were as a and who I wanted to be. Right. Like, like as what a man, do I want to be a when person, I grow up? As, as a, a dad, father. Yes, exactly. Like all those things. And and all of those cylinders clicking into place. I was like, I can't f- that up by by dissolving myself away again into a couple. That's the well, way I and thought it worked. One of the things you said, I mean, you said this. Um, you you said, I don't know that I have enough room in my heart to love you and my boys. I was genuinely concerned about yes, it. Yes, and I know you were. Because, I, I mean, I know what is due to your wife, to your life partner, to your spouse, to your love. And... The fact of the matter is I, I, I sometimes I do feel like I got a heart that's three sizes too small or <laughs> something and it's bursting with with my kids. Yeah, and I didn't know if I had enough room in there, but turns my, out I you, did. I mean and you said that you, you were very in. upfront and you said that. Turns out there was a perfect honey bun sized hole there. Isn't that what I asked for? It wasn't one moment that that changed my mind. I didn't have like an epiphany. Right. Where I realized that this was all all right. It was a it was a slow understanding, a gradual understanding. <laughs> when did I um when did I first break the news to you that things might be different? The I love you news. Yes. Can we tell this story? Yeah. Okay. It was right before my birthday. Yes. June twenty third. <laughs> we were being intimate. We were making love. We, we were so were. It was delightful. Always. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> I am. <laughs> um, this is this is what I have written down. 
Jay asks if I love him. Because you did. You asked me in the middle, which I totally thought was ridiculous and unfair because you totally could have gotten punched in the throat. Because it would have been the perfect, like, because you're like, do you love me? And I thought, for a split second, I was like, I'm going to kill him. If he's asking me in the middle of sex if I love him after he knows that I love him and he doesn't love me the same way. Like, all this stuff happened, but it was so quick. So I was like, of course. Like, you know that. And then you looked back at me and you said, I love you. And I said, wait, what? Really? Really? Yeah, you stopped. stopped. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you stopped. And you were like, wait, really? (laughs) <laughs> uh, because I and and I realized in retrospect, and you and I've joked about it many times since then. That is precisely like the asshole guy thing to do. It like is. you tell the woman in the act, "I love you," because that whatever. Yeah, sure, baby. Yeah, yeah, I love yeah. you too. I love you. I love this thing that we're yeah, doing. That was awesome. Yeah, no, it wasn't like right. that at all. I what no, I didn't. Wasn't. I didn't go into it expecting to break it to you like that. No. Here's what And happened. then you got all wait, and this is the funny part. You were like, God, that, that is not how I planned it to go. Like I had a different idea on how this was gonna happen. Like, but I just said it. I and just then, really felt it at yeah. the moment. And I wanted and I asked you first with that last little bit of like I know like, she like are you gonna yeah, are you gonna yeah. stop it? Like you gotta you gotta be vulnerable first. Yeah. I'll I'll show you I'll show you mine if you show me yours. <laughs> You know, like it's kind of that attitude. Yeah. Um, it's funny, and in the long—it's uh, funny, it's cute. In I the like long it. line of milestones in our relationship, none of them are uh, traditional romantic uh, things. I ask you to be my girlfriend uh, in my car on the way to Walmart. Uh, I say I love you for the first time in the middle of sex. You proposed to me right after sex. <laughs> yeah, I did. I did That's at so midnight good. on Valentine's Day. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, right at midnight on Valentine's Oh, shit, we're skipping ahead, though. We're okay, skipping ahead. ahead. What I was going to say, though, was what I was thinking about, though, was not the first time I said I love you. It was the first time that I suggested that there might potentially be a, a wedding at some point. Do you remember that? Yes, that was, in, that was this past December. Yeah. Okay, okay. So we're jumping from May to December. Okay, okay. You say, you say oh, you just want to skip ahead to December? But, I mean, and... And many good times were had. That's yes. what we could say about yes. the summer, pretty much. Like, and many good great. times were awesome. had. Like, we yeah. spent a lot of time together. You more and more got to do stuff with the boys, like, and were involved with things. And, like, you, like, and again, that was a gradual process. We right. built up to it. But, like, December. Every time, every time we added a new thing to how you and I interacted, I was like, okay, well, what about if you kept the boys? By yourself for me sometime. And right. that went great. Okay, what if we went to the park together and that went great? What if we did this together and that went great? What if well anyway, yeah, every 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 new barrier we jumped over went really well and went really easy. Like that was the other thing. And you and I've talked about it a lot. It just it wasn't a whole lot of work. No. It really wasn't. December <laughs> Hobbit had just come out. And we'd we'd wanted to go see it, wanted to go see it. We're about to go to the movies. And I didn't really care that we were going to see it. But, I, you know, it was date day, whatever. I was kind of excited. I don't know. I felt like I would understand it. <laughs> You're not a Lord of the Rings fan. 
You watch the old ones and you just you feel like you've watched them several times and you you're like, I have no oh, idea no, what I these haven't. stories are about. Have they walk because, a lot. Yeah. Why do they speak that other language? <laughs> it's just because I, um, I just haven't paid attention to them. If I said I actually paid attention, I probably would like them, but I just haven't. My mind wanders. It's just not your bag, baby. Nothing wrong with that. True story. So we were we were about to go to the movies, and. We were talking about Christmas decorations, and I said something about you having a stocking. I had given you an Easter basket for Easter, and so, I mean, if I gave you an Easter basket, I sure should got to get you a stocking. But when I was going through my stockings, I, what I wanted to find for you was a cornflower blue, your favorite color, stocking, or something similar. Couldn't find one. I found a dark blue one, but I didn't like it. So I was joking around, and I was telling you, Hey, if you stick around for next Christmas, I will have you a monogram stocking. Like, I will get you one with your name on it or whatever. And you were laughing. I, I said, well, you know, and because I said, if you stick around, if you hang around. And you said, hey, hey. I was sitting on the sofa and you were sitting on the side of the coffee table on the floor. And I said, and you said, Bleh. I wasn't. I wasn't sitting over there. I got up and walked to the other side of the coffee oh, table. Oh, that's right. You remember you sure that? Did. I was sitting beside you on the couch, and I got up and walked around the coffee yes, table and knelt and on the down. other side. Yeah. And you said, to "Talk to you." I wanted we, to look at you. You said, uh, "We need to stop talking hypotheticals." And I thought I was that was like, a strong opening line. Come on, I didn't. I didn't. explain more, please. You said, "Remember." Uh, I don't remember precisely. What I said, I, I think what I said was something along the lines of this. I don't know precisely how you fit in my life at the end mm-hmm. in, you know, in whatever we become. I don't know what it looks like all yet, but I, I do know that you're in it. If there's anything that I can do about it, I, you know, I, I know that I, I can't imagine not having you in it anymore. So I'm going to be around next year, and I'm going to be around the year after that and the year after that. And, like, that's what we need to start planning for now. I can't wait the day I get to ask you to marry me. Did I really? I said that? Yes, that's exactly what you said. That's that's well-worded. And I was rendered speechless. Yeah, you were dumbfounded. I I really was. (laughs) You said, you don't seem surprised by this. Have you had a conversation with this person, this person? And I said, no, no. You were like, okay, well, you just don't seem surprised. I was like, no, I'm very surprised. And it took us leaving the house, getting in the car, going to the movie theater, sitting in the movie theater. I looked over at you and I said, hey, listen, the reason I don't seem surprised by this is because I am very surprised. I am shocked, (laughs) really shocked. It's like you told me. I am trying to wrap my head around it. That was on a Sunday. And then it took me all the way to Wednesday to call Mrs. Other Guy. Because then I had actually put this shit together in my head. And I thought, I got, hmm. Like back this is all. <laughs> yeah. Got yeah. warned about an impending proposal. Well, not even that. But it was just like he's uh, he's decided that I'm a person that he wants to spend forever with. And this is a complete turn of events because two weeks prior or whatever, you're saying, hell no, whatever, not going to happen. And and we had had 
I mean, so it really was. It was a huge shock. Fat, that was December. That was December. Of this past year. Yes, of 2012. Uh, my baby sister got married on New Year's Eve, and you and I went to the wedding. Mm-hmm. And that was delightful. It was. It was great. And at that wedding... <laughs> You told several people. I told a couple of people. In front of me. I told my mother that I was going to marry you someday. I told uh, one of our good friends from, or one of my friends from childhood, uh, you knew her through your husband and and through college and stuff, but uh, I I told her the the same thing, that, hey, this is coming, and this is the woman that I'm going to marry someday. I thought it was a long way off. In my head, I was like, oh, well, it was just financial barriers. It was like, right. oh, well, I got to do this, and then I got to do that, and then I can do this other thing. And I was fine with that, too. Yeah. Uh, right. And was it, I guess, like early January, huh? I asked, I was like, hey, it's never occurred to me to ask you, do you want to live with me first? Like if we if we can't get married right away or whatever, do you want to? Would you like to move in together earlier? Do you want us to be able to kind of start building our life together now? You lived with your husband before you guys married. You guys lived oh, yeah. together for a long, long time. You were only married for a from couple months about, before he died. From about go, we lived together. And in my head, I had always just thought, oh, well, she'd she'd like it the traditional way this time. Mm-hmm. But then I realized, hey. Like, we could move in together now and have a nicer place with plenty of room for both of us and the boys. Why don't we just do that? And, well, I at least should ask her. So I just asked her one day, and again, it wasn't fucking romantic in any fashion. I was, I was brushing just like, my teeth. hello, would you like to do this? So I've been thinking, would you like to move in with me? Brush, brush, brush. <laughs> I was like, uh, I think. Had you thought about it? Or you just never even, like the eventual marriage thing, you just thought it wasn't a possibility, so. Yeah, I didn't think it was going to be a possibility. I don't think I ever, I hon- I honestly don't think I ever thought about living with you. <laughs> well, you decided really quickly. You were like, I did, yes. But I think it's because I didn't, I mean, I didn't think that it was ever going to happen. So why, I mean, why dwell on it when I dwelled on so much other stuff? <laughs> but, <laughs> but that's not one I chose to dwell on. And so when it did, when that option kind of appeared, I was re- I was generally surprised, and I was kind of like, oh, well, let's give this some thought. Well, that's not so bad. Okay, I can do that. I've already lived the guy. So okay. we started looking for a place immediately. Uh, yes. And found one within like a week and a half. It, yeah, it was. <laughs> like it was really fast. We found the perfect place. And we didn't we move in. We signed a lease. We signed Within a week, 10 days of deciding to move in together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was 10 days, two weeks tops. Yes. Uh, and then it was the long wait for the month to pass we, so we could in, move in. Yeah. In fact, we signed the lease on our one-year anniversary, our technical official anniversary. Uh, from the day that I asked you to, to be, be my girlfriend. girlfriend? Even though we'd been really been together a little bit longer than for that. For like almost two years. <laughs> kind of, yeah. Um. That's that's really funny. I had forgotten that. That's right. We signed the lease on our on our house together on on our anniversary. That's awesome. Now, we had the conversation in January. Uh, excuse me. In we had the conversation in December about someday I'm going to ask you to marry me. Right. Unbeknownst to you, I had begun to decide how was the best way to to make this happen. You knew at this point because I had said, "Yeah, I'm going to. I can't wait until I ask you to be my wife." 
But you, like you, you thought that was a long way off. Matter of fact, we had talked about about a year, eighteen months, I think. Right? Yeah, yeah. We, you said eighteen months or two years. I'm sorry, I'm trying to get my feet comfortable. In my head, I figured it would probably be sooner than that. Not necessarily the wedding, but the proposal would probably be sooner than that. Yeah, um, yeah. I had always thought that the wedding would be eighteen months or two years out, and that the proposal would be. Yeah, sooner, obviously, because you gotta you gotta plan the wedding or whatever. Right. But you and I had talked about it even when we weren't people that were going to get married. Like, we had well, talked I'll about never get married again. Oh, I'd have to be in. We're, we're going to elope. We're going to go to Vegas. We're going to do this. Right. We're going to do that. We signed the papers for our new house, and the next day, I think, or two days later, I bought your ring. Yep. And I kept it because my thinking was, and it was going to be so slick. We were going to walk into the house for the first time, you know, empty house with the keys and like, all right, and we're going to put the, this here and we're going to do this here. And before we moved anything, I was going to get down on one knee in our house alone, you and me in our house for the first time and propose. And it was awesome. And I was so excited about it. And then we didn't move into the house and we didn't move into the house and we didn't move into the house. And we didn't get keys until the end of the month. And that's fine because it's not like we paid to move in earlier or right. anything. But because it took so long, I couldn't wait anymore. It's burning a hole in your pocket. It was. It totally closet. was. You get to Valentine's night. Mm-hmm. And had a lovely day. I, we did. We had a great day. I, I had a bunch of plans for you. I had like little presents and small presents and a card and all. We did a bunch of fun stuff. Fun. And it was a nice day. And it was all done. And I thought, okay, this is the end of the day. And we climb in bed. And I can't even remember what it was that you. Do you remember what you you said to set me off? Yes. We were just talking about our future. Uh-huh. Just talking about, I think maybe you had mentioned about us maybe getting married again one day or talking about, yeah, this would be great. We're talking about the kids, whatever. Or we were talking about the house. Oh, no, 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 no. That's what it was. That's what it was. We were talking about the house. And I said, I'm really, and it was right before we were going to bed, I'm really excited about our little life together, starting our little life together. And then you went, oh. Oh, can I show you something? <laughs> and I, said, I said, yeah. And you're like, okay, I was going to wait, but I got to show you. And I said, okay, what? what is it? And you said, it's a video. And I was like, oh, shit. Babe, it's like. It was, it was, it was literally 11.55. Yes. On it's Valentine's midnight. night. Come on, dude. Okay. Okay. And I said, if this is just some tech bullshit, I'm going to be pissed. Like if this is like some this is the new iPhone commercial. Yes, or something about <laughs> a Mac or Tesla. I was <laughs> losing my shit, but not because Valentine's Day on me and I. And, she, and then you said I made you a video. I said oh, oh, <laughs> no, I which I'd never that. done. No, you said I've blogged about you. I've you know so I blogged about you on our anniversary. That was yes, the first time I'd ever written about you. Yes, and um. Yes, you blogged about me. And then you said, so I made you a video. So I'm guessing the next thing you're going to do is write me a song. So I have my name in the song. <laughs> yeah, you keep dropping that hint, playing that. You, you, you play that one string. Look, you you are marrying a DJ. You are marrying you a podcaster. You are marrying a writer. You are marrying a, an actor. You are marrying you have, a, you a director. To, but you don't have time to write songs. You no, are not saying. marrying a musician. That's no, the one thing that's that I'm just one of the you many things that I'm not talented in. No, I, so really, you not, not to say that it's never ever going to happen. Well, but I'm just messing with you about that anyway. Mm-hmm. It'd be awesome. But sure. 
I'm fine. Honey bun. Oh, my honey bun. No. 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 Oh, okay. All right. Anyway, not like that. (laughs) (laughs) Honey bun. Oh, my honey bun. You're ridiculous. Okay. Um. She said, yeah, I made, I made you a video. I made us a video. I was like, oh. So I said, and I saw you going to your closet, but I didn't know what you were getting in your, I mean, I just, I was like, well, maybe it's grinding pants or something. I don't know what you're doing. So I started watching the video and it, and it started off with when handsome met beautiful. And then it started, it was all these pictures of us and it was really sweet and it was great and it was beautiful. And the words of the song were fantastic and. I was like, oh, oh, I was laughing, you know. And you come and sat beside me, and I figured you were watching the movie, the video with me. I looked, at, I think I looked, glanced at you a couple of times. And at the end, it said, I'm so glad I met you, beautiful. And it said, now, will you be Mrs. Handsome? <laughs> and I went, oh. <laughs> I was like, oh. and I turned, and you were on one knee. Next to your bed. And I was like, really? And he said, I love you. Will you marry me? <laughs> I said, yeah. And then we both cried. And you hugged me. Uh, we cry a lot. We, uh, at, we are uh, weepy. At uh, Handsome and Beautiful's place at the at the corner of Awesome and Bomb Diggity. Yes. Uh, we, we, are, uh, we are weepy bitches uh, around our place. Um I did. I cried. I, I got real, and then oh, and and I got real filled up. I didn't cry, but I got real filled up. And then, um, I stuck. I you got real. You got real cold. felt up too. I did. <laughs> um, and then, uh, I stuck on my hands. So you could put the ring on my hand, and you. We talked about the ring and everything, and then you slipped the ring on my hands, and but I was shaking so bad, and you said. Oh, I'm glad you're shaking. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad it's not just me. Um, we were both very then, shaky. And, and then, then <laughs> I took you to Huddle House. You sure did. Woohoo. Tree girl, right? <laughs> um, I, that's, that's the way we consummate all of our marriages <laughs> around here. Um, uh, no, I. I uh, we couldn't sleep. We were so excited. Yeah, just couldn't sleep, man. And and uh, we posted uh, we posted the, <laughs> the photo of the ring and. You know, she said yes to Facebook and stuff, and it, and it blew up before we went to it bed did. that night at, at uh, you know, like 3 a.m. or whenever we actually went to sleep. Like, we already had, you know, like 100 notifications or something crazy. It, it got out of hand. It was awesome. It was a lot of fun. Now, what uh, what the people listening to this episode might not know is um, you and I just got married last night. We did. I mean, not— I mean— Today, while we're recording this, but by the time right. this is played, this will be played for our our wedding day. We're gonna um we're gonna surprise everybody and get married on April twentieth. Or we did surprise everybody and we got did. married and it on was April twentieth. Awesome. We are having an engagement shower slash party. Keep calm, Marion. Indeed, and everybody knows about that. They've been invited to that, and then uh, about halfway through the thing, we spring it on them that uh, there's a change of venue, and uh, you and I are gonna get married in our own backyard. Literally. Let's do this thing. I'm really excited to be your husband. I'm really excited to be your wife. Uh, it's going to be together. really fun. It's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, and and we'll have to have you back on the show at some point to uh, to discuss the particulars of the event, I'm sure. <laughs> Other guy will have his take on things next week, but um, 
Uh, I want to hear uh, what you thought about the big day too. We'll have you back on um, uh, soon. You've been living with me for a month now, or with us, we've been living together for a month. Um, yeah, it's, it really has how been. How is a month. it? Wow. Yeah, yeah, oh. yeah. How is it? It's it's good. It's a little scary. It's been it's stressful, good. huh? It's been very stressful. I mean, not us, but just like the fact that there's a lot going on, and there's always a lot going on. Well, it's um, there's there's a particularly big amount of stuff going on right now. I mean, we're getting married, and nobody knows, so we're having Here, to do everything. And we don't really have our shit together. If you think about it, we don't. No, we've got. Mm. Hey, we've, we got a bunch of ideas, and we kind of got an idea, but we don't actually have anything. We've got a lot of the shit together. Okay, I believe you. You don't need to stress so much. Okay. Uh, and and we we're living together, so we're we're figuring out each other. Even even though we were pretty much inseparable anyway. Yeah. But now our stuff is commingled, which has which has come together very nicely, by the way. Our stuff works together almost as easily as we do right yeah like all our furniture kind of match it's just i don't know it came out we got a lot of it holy shit we had a lot of stuff yeah i had a lot of stuff well you had i had plenty of stuff and then you had a lot of stuff (laughs) (laughs) i did i had a lot of stuff from the wedding i mean from my first wedding and like gifts that i boxed up and stuff and and we're still i mean slowly but surely we're getting through these boxes and it we have not touched a box in probably a week, but we've spring break was us. We're gonna get any rest, we and have the so boys right. And so we've had a lot of stuff going on. We're still living around some boxes, not as many as we had, but there's a couple. Not only stepping into the role of living with the fiance and becoming the, the Mrs. One guy, I, I'm also becoming bonus mom. And I don't care what you say; it is different than being the girlfriend. Who hangs out with the kids. Who hangs out with the kids and doesn't live with them. It is different. Well, yeah. And yeah, because it, it was your house, your, your rules. Now it's our house, our rules. It, it's it's, it's kind of hard. And it's, 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 it's a very, it's a very weird thing to come in and to be responsible to try to, I guess, to be allowed in a, weird fashion to raise some other woman's kids that's not meant to sound in a bad bad way at all because your ex-wife is a nice person she's a good mom she's a good mom she really is but it's a i mean it'd be it's a fine thing to be the girlfriend and be introduced and stuff but to be like okay well you're gonna help mother these children also and they are not blood yours but you're gonna love them like crazy and you so here you go this is totally loud Enjoy yourself. Good luck. Good luck with that. Uh, it's so kind of like that when you bring a, them home from the hospital, though. It's I'm like, sure, hey, these are your hey, children. These are your children. You, you're going to love them. I'm, I'm sure you'll do fine. Enjoy that. Yeah. Good luck with that. And yeah. they sit you home and you go, the difference is this. The difference is this. When you bring them home from the hospital, they don't do much. They don't move around and they don't talk back. And your requirements are pretty much about not dropping them feeding them on a regular basis and making sure that they don't soil themselves too badly and, and, and keeping them clean. I mean, and literally that's about all you're asked to do. And then every day you're asked to do a little more as they develop. And so you ramp up into fatherhood or motherhood. And I've, I've had 
five years of coming to grips with being a father. Mm -hmm. And it's taken me a full five years to be what I feel like is any semblance of a good dad. I mean, I was always a good dad because I loved my kids. And I feel like if you love your kids and you're trying, you are a good dad or a good mom. There's levels of that, obviously. And there's levels of meeting your responsibility um, and, and doing what you should do. And I feel like I'm I'm really there. I'm there. I'm 100 oh, yeah. percent committed, and and I'm I'm I mean I'm not a perfect dad, and every day I'm trying to be better. But I am a really good dad now. I know that I got that down, and every day is easier than the day before now because of that. But it took me five years to get to that place. I'm asking you to get up to speed in a month, effectively, and I have realized that in a lately. Weekend. I've realized, yeah, 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 yeah. First weekend we moved in, we had him. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Welcome to real life. Boom. Yeah. I like dim apples. Well, the good news is you haven't run away yet, which is which, <laughs> which is nice because uh, I don't think I could afford the rent if you didn't live there. That's a true story. Um, <laughs> you need my rent money. <laughs> we are a two-income household. Thank God. <laughs> it's not big at incomes, but they'll do. Who do you think will be the most surprised that we get married or that we got married on the 20th? Uh, I think your sisters might actually be the most surprised. Yeah, we might have to tell one of them. I I, I, I thought we're going to end up having to tell my sister. We may have to ruin the surprise to a handful of people because they're playing like they're not going to come to our party. Because <laughs> nobody RSVPs. <laughs> yeah, shame on you people that didn't yeah. RSVP. Now that, that you know it's our wedding, crazy. I bet you wish you had RSVP'd. Right. And here's the problem with that. I I'm, I hope I hope nobody shows up. There's going to be a ton us. of people there. We Joel. get we get eloped, and it's just uh, it's just us in the backyard with the boys. Every time I look at the, my side of the list, I'm like, everybody, all these people are going to. Well, not all these people, but most of these people are going to show up. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of people there, there are, which is awesome. Like, no, it's going to be amazing. Which is going to be great. I mean, they they like us. They really like us. Um, the song this week is going to be from Adam Dale. It's called uh, Kite is the name of it and it's a, a sweet little song that made me think of you so <laughs> uh i i'm going to use that one this week you can find more um of this episode of this podcast which is not generally like this generally it's two guys talking about poop jokes and uh and and dicks um and vaginas uh but uh and news stories too and the word of the day and many other fun things it's all for you at two guys one pod.com it's free and it's absolutely free. That's right. That's a woman that knows how to sell something. <laughs> uh, you can uh, you can check that all out online. You can email us, of course. Let us know what you thought of this episode or uh, or what you think of the show in general. Two guys, one pod at me dot com. You got anything else you want to do? Fine. If you're done, I'm done. Well, don't say it like that and make me feel real good about it. Why don't you? <laughs> I think it's a really good thing. So we decided to meet and hang out, and <laughs> and then are you laughing at me now? No, I'm 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 laughing at the the underwhelming nature of that comment. It's a very good thing that we got to uh, to meet and hang out and uh, spend some time together, First get to know each other a little bit. Uh... <laughs> no, really, though, it is the thing of our life, my love. <laughs> it is. I I really am glad that you. That you saw a little bit of, of what I saw the whole time and decided, let's give this a shot. Let's see what this can be. And that you did give give us a try. Because it was getting harder and harder 
to not be in love with you. Keep me at arm's length. Yeah. I'm very, very hard not to love. (laughs) Humility, people. It's my favorite character trait. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Here's... Here's what I think. I think that we are, um, not to pat ourselves on the back too much, but I I think that we are a great second act story. I think that we mm-hmm. are a great second chances story. I, I you know, I'm married and divorced. Uh, your husband dies young. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm just, you know, a, a month after you're married, effectively, or two months after you're married. Three months. Three, three. There yeah. you go. I've told you before, and I've told other people this too. You and I both had every opportunity and excuse to check out of this side of life and right. and go on just being ourselves, by ourselves, doing the thing that we do, being a hardened individual. Mm-hmm. Um, and the fact that we were able to find each other and and to find those soft spots again is um, nice, hopeful. It is. It really is. It's. It's a relief. I love you. I love you too. I do. And hey, uh, I think we should, since most of the listeners, whatever, are not going to be at the wedding. I think we should tell them our vows. Okay. I mean, they're not. It's not like anybody's going to hear it before. No, that's a very good point. That's a very good point. Uh, all right, you want to say our? We we needed to practice tonight anyway. Mm-hmm. <laughs> In front of God, family, and friends. And this podcasting microphone. (laughs) I pledge myself to you. To the person you will grow to be and to the couple we will be together. With my whole heart, I promise to be faithful and supportive and to make our family's love and happiness my priority. I will be yours in plenty and in want, in sickness and in health, in defeat and in triumph i will dream with you celebrate with you and walk beside you through whatever our lives may bring you are my person my life my love my beautiful my handsome now and for always i love you now and for always i love you if you're listening to this, then we did that yesterday, and we now did. you got to hear it too. If uh, you're in this studio, we'll do that in 18 days. Yay! <laughs> for real. Yeah, we'll do it for real in front of God and friends and everybody. Yeah. So, I'm one guy. And I'm Honeybun. And that's how I became her handsome. And that's how I became his beautiful. Isn't she delightful? Isn't she something? Uh, that's my honey bun, guys. So keep your hands off, and uh, yeah, you can't have her. She does have a sister that's still single, so uh, you know you, you got a shot over there. Anyway, I hope you enjoyed that episode, and uh, next week we'll be back to uh, quote unquote normal with some uh, some more geeky conversations here on Me and the Geek. Thanks to everybody who's reviewed us in iTunes, by the way, or on Stitcher. You can stop by and leave us a review that helps other people find the show. Uh, and let me know personally what you think of the show. Let me know on Twitter. Let me know on Facebook. Let me know with an email. Me and the Geek at TeamProcreate.com. Until next week, I'm Joel uh, at The Rogue's Life on Twitter, or you can find me at JoelSharpton.com. This week's geek was Kelly, my wife, Honeybun. And this has been the podcast. 
Me and the Geek is a proud member of the Procast Network, a Procreate production. Procreate is a community of artists in film, music, the digital arts, and fine arts that helps them connect and collaborate on projects. You can find out more at teamprocreate.com. Also, be sure to check out one of our other great shows like Pod on Pod, a weekly review of a different podcast to help you find your new favorite show. Josh and Joel are your hosts as they walk through the wide world of podcasting, from comedy to self-help. Josh and Joel listen to it all so you don't have to. We were as tight as a kite in a string and together we were strong. This is the sound of a man who unexpectedly fell into cold water and instinctively is trying to swim hard. This is the sound of the cold water shock, making him gasp uncontrollably and breathe in water until he drowns. Whereas this is the sound of a man who fell into cold water and knows how to survive. You have to fight your instinct to swim and just float until the cold water shock has passed and you can control your breathing. This is a safety message from the RNLI. Float to live. Visit respectthewater.com. Welcome on board, ladies and gentlemen. Could the passenger in carriage five please unplug your extension lead and stop charging your phone, electric toothbrush, handheld hoover and power drill on the table. Thank you. Like getting your money's worth? Enjoy the delicious mayo chicken. Just 99p from the McDonald's saver menu. <laughs> Served after 10.30am, except in selected restaurants which will serve this from 11am. Price and participation may vary.